Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week, we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candace Shalhoub, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's words of wisdom. It was that singer and songwriter and theologian, Cheryl Crow, who reminded us, a change will do you good. Here's the thing, though. Nobody likes change. <laughs> Here's the other thing, though. Change is inevitable. Change doesn't care if you like it. Change doesn't care if you resist it. Change will do its thing no matter what you think. So we tend to take change personally, though, like it's directed at us in some way. But change simply is, and it will always happen no matter how much we wish that it did not. In this moment, we're all changing. Our bodies are changing. Millions of cells are dying off just as we sit here. Millions more are being created. Our thoughts are changing. Even as those ever-changing bodies of ours rest, our emotions are changing as we churn through whatever it is we're feeling at the moment. Change happens in every moment, no matter how we feel about it. A change, though, can do us good when we're stepping out of old ways of thinking and being or feeling and we're in stepping into new ways that take us out of old patterns and things that no longer serve us. Change opens up new possibilities, new ideas, new directions, new relationships, new thoughts, new emotions. The change this morning, of course, is that after today I will be the spiritual director emeritus of Jubilee Circle. I'll still be, you know, the founder, but Jubilee Circle will always be a part of me but it's time for me to move on, to change and grow and approach life in a new way. And though my decision may leave some of you sad, I hope that it will also inspire you to look at your own lives and see those places where a change might do you good. And it might be the kind of change that makes you say, oh yeah. Hear these wise and holy words. From A Course in Miracles, chapter 21. Listen to what the ego says and see what it directs you to see. And it is sure that you will see yourself as tiny, vulnerable, and afraid. You will experience depression, a sense of worthlessness, and feelings of impermanence and unreality. You will believe that you are helpless prey to forces far beyond your own control and far more powerful than you. And you will think the world you made directs your destiny. For this will be your faith. But never believe, because it is your faith, it makes it reality. There is another vision and another voice in which your freedom lies awaiting but your choice. And if, the place, if you place your faith in them, you will perceive another self in you. This other self sees miracles as natural. They are as simple and as natural as to, to it as breathing is to the body. They are the obvious responses to calls for help, the only one it makes. Miracles seem unnatural to the ego because it does not understand how separate minds can influence each other. Nor could they do so, but mind cannot be separate. This other self is perfectly aware of this and thus it recognizes that miracles do not affect another's mind, only its own. 
They always change your mind. There is no other. From author Elizabeth Gilbert, I know that inspiration would love to do something with you and that inspiration would love to take your hand and jump off a cliff with you because inspiration loves doing that. And the net may or may not catch you. Inspiration doesn't care. You do because it's your life at stake. So you may fly, you may fall, you may end up with a billion broken bones at the bottom of a cliff. And then the next thing that's guaranteed to happen is that inspiration is going to come over and see you laying at the bottom of the cliff and be like, oh my God, dude, that was so much fun. You want to do it again? <laughs> and you're like, I'm destroyed. And inspiration says, did you see how far we jumped? Isn't that amazing? And your initial reaction is, no, I never want to do that again. <laughs> if this is what it feels like to give 100%, then no, thank you. And you go back to your life. At which point you never either do anything again and play it safe or one morning, because inspiration is there every morning, inspiration does that thing where it peels open your eyelid and says, are you still alive? And you say yes. And it says, you want to do it again? And finally one day, you're like, oh, screw it, let's do it again. There's still no guarantee, but the alternative has always been, what else you going to do? These are wise and holy words. Thanks be to the holy. All creation is holy word. All creation speaks volumes of the holy. Hallelujah. All right. I'm going to sing a song that I wrote uh, last year. Hey, February of last year. It is a jaunty tune about impermanence. It's called Comes and Goes. All right, here we go. Two, three.
couldn't write a sermon yesterday, so I let Spirit do it. <laughs> I mean, I went crazy all morning, and then I sat down, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll just write out some notes and wing it, and then Spirit said, shut up and listen. So, if you don't like it, it's Spirit's fault, <laughs> right? <laughs> Ooh, breathe deeply. On January 9th, 2010, I preached my first sermon in a new community called Jubilee Circle. We began in the Via Creativa with the theme of In the Beginning. My first sermon centered on the new story that we were all starting to write together. And in that sermon I said, the words once upon a time are words that we love to hear because we know we're at the beginning of a story that will enthrall us story that will carry us away into a world of damsels in distress, dashing princes, magic beanstalks, talking monsters, and much adventure. Once upon a time are words that beckon to us and invite us to step into a new world of possibilities, a new world of creativity, a new world of hope and joy. So this morning, I said back then, we begin. Once upon a time, there was a community called Jubilee Circle. What happens next? How many monsters will we encounter? How many foes will we have to slay before we reach the castle where the princess is held hostage? How many chimneys will we have to slide down now that Burgermeister Meisterburger has locked all the windows and the doors? That's the excitement of new beginnings. That delight in turning the page in learning the new chapter, in encountering the next challenge, in finding the foot that fits the shoe, in realizing our dreams come true despite every obstacle. And Jubilee Circle, make no mistake, faced many, many challenges. We tried to find a stable place to meet with some success. This is, I think, the most success we've had. Getting the word out about the fact that we existed. When we were in our first yoga room, it was hard to even find us because our, our sign was like that big. <laughs> you just you didn't know we were there. The coming and going of many of our members over the years, financial challenges, COVID, <laughs> all the other problems, large and small, that plague any community of human beings. It has been an often infuriating and frustrating as well as exciting and exhilarating adventure, just like all good stories. We've had our ups and downs, sudden turns, U-turns, dead-end streets, plot twists and intrigue. It's been a journey that has made us laugh and made us cry. There have been moments of celebration, moments of grief, but most of all, incredible moments of depth, growth, and expansion of our souls. We loved it. It was better than cats. Like all stories, though, there comes a point when you have to write the end and move on to a new story. And that's where I find myself this morning. Not at the end of the book, per se, but the end of this chapter called Jubilee Circle. I realize ending this chapter for me brings a sense of closure. For many of you, though, who aren't ready for the story to end, it can be unsettling. It's like when Netflix doesn't renew your favorite show for the new season and that cliffhanger is going to remain forever 
unresolved. It can be frustrating and maddening. Here's the good news. We are all in charge of our own story. We're the ones having the dream, so we're the ones who can change it. And I know this to be true because I've changed my own story many, many times over my lifetime. And I suspect each of you has done the same in your own way. You've been inspired to start new chapters in your life. You've written them with gusto and passion until one day you feel a natural ending rise up. Or you feel a new sense of inspiration that takes you in a new direction. Or something happens outside of your control that brings that chapter to an end. We are all in the process of writing our own stories. But the good news is we're the ones doing the creating, which means we have a choice on who we take on as our co-author, our, co -author, our holy ghostwriter, if you will. One voice writes a morose story about how tiny and vulnerable and afraid we are. And this is a story that inevitably leads to depression, a sense of our own impermanence or mortality. And what our reading from A Course in Miracles calls unreality. If this is our choice, to allow the ego to be our co-author, a course tells us what the outcome will be without even so much as a spoiler alert. It says you will believe that you are helpless prey to forces far beyond your own control and far more powerful than you. And you will think that the world you made directs your destiny for this will be your faith. Whenever I allow my ego to tell me a story about Jubilee Circle, I have seen myself as tiny and vulnerable. And I believed what a course calls those unrealities about this community because my ego, listen closely, this is my ego, so it's not true, no one believe it. My ego says that this has all been a failure, mainly because it hasn't lived up to the ego's idea of success, which would be a mega church, you know, with a sprawling campus and all the trappings that the world calls success. But when I remember that there's another voice, the voice of that holy ghostwriter, the story becomes very different. That story is about a community that has touched many lives over the past 14 years. If everybody who ever set foot in Jubilee Circle were here this morning, we'd have to set up a room next door for a live feed. <laughs> it's been hundreds of people over 14 years, whether they stayed part of this story or they wrote themselves out of this community's story, their experiences here always remain part of their history, embedded in the DNA of who they are in this world. This is the other version that of course talks about, the other vision. This is a story of freedom, of liberation, and complete transformation from the inside out. This is a story of ultimate peace, and joy, and love, and compassion. The kind that surpasses all of our egoic understanding and leads us to the happiest ending of all awakening to our higher divine self. For this self, miracles are natural, just as breathing is natural to the body. This is the place within all of us where we know without a doubt that all minds are joined, all stories are one, and we make this journey together or we do not make it at all. I almost didn't 
begin this journey called Jubilee Circle. For those unfamiliar with our founding back in 2010, here's how it began. Once upon a time, I was the associate pastor at Garden of Grace United Church of Christ, which began its life as the Metropolitan Community Church of Columbia. In my role there, I preached once a month, and eventually we realized we had two separate congregations because the faces would change when I was preaching. It's like a whole new congregation walked in, and a whole other congregation didn't walk in. <laughs> but in that time, I had been introduced to the Jubilee community in Asheville, and I vividly remember my first Sunday there. Wanda was with me. I wept. I wept for most of the celebration because I realized this is what spiritual community feels like and sounds like. This was the moment that inspiration sat down next to me, put its arm around me, and said, hey, there's a nice little cliff we could jump off of together if you're interested. And I resisted. I resisted. I'd seen inspirations, methods before, and they are just as Elizabeth Gilbert describes. It takes you by the hand. It leads you over the edge where the net may or may not appear. You may fall. You may fly. You will probably end up at the bottom of the cliff with a billion broken bones completely decimated in body and spirit. And yet, inspiration, it nags you. It sends in its friends to join the chorus until you relent. One of those friends that inspiration enlisted goes by the name of Rebecca Causey, another original member. She and I were out to dinner one night, and we were discussing this idea of starting a new spiritual community based on Jubilee Asheville. I was resistant, and finally she asked, what is stopping you? And I hemmed and I hawed, and I made a few excuses, but I realized I had no good answer because the only thing that was stopping me was just plain old fear. Inspiration had led me to the cliff, and I just couldn't force myself to jump off, and so Rebecca was there to give me a shove. <laughs> and even though, after all these years, I feel like I've broken a billion bones here at the bottom of the cliff, I am grateful. Jubilee Circle, I've heard from people who say that Jubilee Circle has changed them in many ways, but you know what? It's changed me too. It has changed my life. First, I met a ton of amazing, sometimes challenging, and always beautiful people <laughs> over the past 14 years that I would have not met otherwise. I think every single, just about every single one of you. For all the inspiration they might say I've given them, they have returned it to me thousandfold. All of you. All of you inspire me. All of you feed me. It's great. Jubilee Circle has forced me to grow in ways I never would have experienced without it. This place has asked me to bring every skill I possess. Writing, teaching, preaching, counseling, singing, playing music, writing music. It even demanded that I bring all of my weaknesses into the mix like administration, <laughs> business management, project management, signing contracts, renovating spaces, handling event planning. This is honestly the only job I have ever had that has demanded every single thing I possess and a few things I had to go learn. 
Ask me how long it took us to learn how to live stream, <laughs> dear God. <laughs> the first COVID was Jessica holding a phone. Because <laughs> we couldn't figure out fast enough how to, how to make all this live stream stuff work. So Jessica's like, fine, she's live streaming to Facebook. <laughs> Welcome to COVID. <sighs> we learned it though, we did. It's also stretched me spiritually. Jubilee Circle has been very much like seminary for me. Because when I told my mom I was going to seminary, she said, you'll shipwreck your faith. I'm like, what? <laughs> she was right, though. But it was, a, it was a faith well in need of shipwrecking. It was great. I'm like, you were right, Mom. She was sad that she was right. <laughs> but, you know, I shipwrecked a couple of boats of faith uh, at seminary and rebuilt one after graduation that lasted a good long while. But my experience leading this community has led me to shipwreck a few more boats of faith. I began this story as a progressive Christian minister and I end it as a motley mystic who understands that truth speaks in many voices. I claim allegiance to no earthly religion. Instead, I simply strive to see the original blessing and innocence of everyone I meet or think about with varying levels of success given the day or the hour, of course. But as the Dalai Lama says, my religion is kindness. And I would add that my religion is kindness and love. And I'm forever grateful to Rebecca for shoving me off that cliff with inspiration and for all the people who have come through the doors here at Jubilee Circle throughout its history. All of them came bearing lessons, gifts, and yes, more inspiration. Despite all the challenges, I regret nothing. I have no regrets. I would not change one thing about this adventure called Jubilee. Even as I pick myself up off the floor of this cliff that inspiration has driven me off of, I know that as Gilbert predicts, it's going to come back around. It's going to peel back an eyelid one morning and say, oh my God, dude, that was so much fun. Did you see how far we jumped? Isn't that amazing? You want to do it again? And right now, my answer is no. I never want to do that again. <laughs> if this is what it feels like to give 100%, no. No, thank you. But inspiration, as everybody knows, is a persistent little bugger. And at some point, I suspect... I'll find myself considering another of its harebrained ideas, and then I will resist, and inspiration will find someone else to say, what's stopping you? This is the question that I want to leave you all with this morning. As I mend my own inspiration-smashed bones, what's stopping you? What's stopping you from starting something that you're inspired to do or achieve? Maybe more importantly, what's stopping you from stopping something that you may need to release from your life? Rebecca's question helped me to both start and to end my story with Jubilee Circle. There are a million things that have stopped me from stopping. Feelings of guilt, the fear of disappointing people, the fear of dooming Jubilee Circle if I left. So many fears, so many emotions that have just stood in my way. But when I asked that question deep within myself, I discovered that nothing was truly stopping me except my little small ego self that derives its identity from Jubilee Circle. I mean, if I'm not the spiritual director here, who am I? Listen to what the ego says. 
our course reading says, and see what it directs you to see. And it is sure that you will see yourself as tiny, vulnerable, and afraid. You will experience depression, a sense of worthlessness, and feelings of impermanence and unreality. You will believe that you are helpless prey to forces far beyond your own control and far more powerful than you, and you will think the world you made directs your destiny. Jubilance, to stay, to continue this story of Jubilee Circle for me is to heed the voice of the ego. It is to let it direct my destiny and write the story of a tiny and vulnerable person who's too afraid to let go of something just because leaving is difficult and may cause others pain or distress. I find in this moment I have to choose to follow the other voice, to join with that holy ghostwriter, to write a new story, and embrace the vision that leads to freedom and opens the way for miracles. I believe I will see those miracles in my own life, but I also believe that Jubilee Circle will experience miracles too. I have often said that Jubilee has survived despite me. And sometimes to spite me, I think. <laughs> my story of this place has always contained a tension of staying or leaving. And now that I have chosen to heed the Spirit's voice and step aside, perhaps my baby can finally begin its own journey of growth and chart a new course for itself in the world. It's going to be different, of course. It will always be different. All children, though, they must create their own identity apart from their parents. And I expect Jubilee Circle will do that. What I'd love to see, though, is each of you Listen for your own inspiration and be willing to go over whatever cliff it has in store for you. If it leads away from this place, so be it. But if inspiration wants you to take a journey within this community, I hope you'll say yes. And I hope you'll be part of a new Jubilee Circle that springs up and feeds everyone in new and exciting ways. As Gilbert reminds us, there is no guarantee that the net will ever appear if we follow inspiration. The risk of crashing and burning is always present. But as Gilbert says, the alternative has always been, what else are you going to do? So Jubilance, what is stopping you this morning from taking the hand of inspiration and jumping over that cliff? And what is stopping you from stepping away from the things that are no longer inspiring you? Whatever inspiration is urging you to do or to step away from, know that if you heed its call, whether a net appears or not, it will always bring you to a place where you are fed, to a place where you are loved, a place where you are challenged to grow and be transformed into that higher divine self that becomes a source of inspiration and joy for others. And once that happens, my beautiful jubilance, there's no stopping you. And all you'll know to say is, oh yeah. 
Thank you for joining us for Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter, or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at jubileecircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week, and until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that will leave you saying, oh yeah.